Welcome to the Four Freedom Podcast. I found my freedom in you. I found a joy I can't lose. And thank God it's true. You wrapped your arms around me. And heaven broke through from the moment you found me. I found my freedom in you. This podcast exists bring the freedom of the gospel for everyday Christians with everyday issues. Now here are your hosts, James Saferick and Brett Martin. Welcome back to the Full Freedom Podcast. Uh, Excited to be back with you uh, for the last couple episodes of the year of 2023. Brett, it's been great. Uh, We had a great interview last week with Christine and uh, man, she dropped some nuggets of truth. Uh, that has encouraged my heart over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it was were, good stuff. Yeah, you Man, wanted this, that whole interview. I just sat there, just hung on every single word uh, that was being said. That um, that that was just so much wisdom and so much help uh, in that. And you know, it it really didn't wasn't relegated to just motherhood. That that was for anybody dealing with depression. That episode is going to help you. That episode is going to bless your heart. Um, especially, uh, what was that reference? Romans, um, Romans, I forget, 10, was, what 10, was it? 10, four, maybe. Yeah. Oh man. That was just, that was so great. It was, uh, she, she did an awesome job and, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it's a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Loved recording with her and, uh, love getting to know her over the last couple of years. And uh, her story and what she's came through has been incredible. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was great. <clears throat> well, next week we have uh, – well, it'll actually be two weeks because we're recording two episodes today. Um, in two weeks, the last Thursday of November will be our last official episode for 2023. We're going to drop some stuff in December for you, uh, some little treats, some nuggets of truth in December, and I uh, hope you enjoy that as well. But we're, we've got a, our last thing we're going to do this year – uh, we're going to hit a topic this week and next week, and then we're going to interview with uh, Shannon. I'm not going to pronounce her last name because I butcher it every time. I, I can't even look at it right. It's like <laughs> Makajuna. I, I don't know. Um, but Shannon is her name, and she's going to Uganda, Shannon. and she's going to come on and share her story. She's uh, got an amazing story. Yes, and then she's going to share what she's going to be doing in Uganda. Um, as she's going over there to help uh, some missionaries. And so we're excited about having her on as well. But Brett, um, we, we mentioned last week about our Israel trip. Tell us about that. Our Israel trip, we are pushing it back a year. We're pushing it back to March 2025. And so that gives you 18 months or so. Uh, maybe you wanted to go on this one, but you know it didn't work out. Well, now you've got more time to set that money aside, um, to go to Israel I know you're going to enjoy it. It's it's a life-changing trip. You know, that's plenty of time for this issue over there uh, to get worked out. And we, look, it, it will be safe when we go over there. James has already talked to Pori and she said, Pori, and all of the areas that we would normally be in, there's nothing going on over there in those areas. Um, it's perfectly safe. All the fighting is to the extreme south or to the extreme north. And um, 
but still though we will not go over there unless it's it's safe you know the tour companies got to say it's safe both governments have to say it's safe so you will be safe going over there and yeah. uh it will be safe when we go but if you want to go start putting back your money now get prepared uh you've got time we are going back to the promised land and nothing is going to stop us from doing that the only thing that will stop is the lord coming back and, that's uh, right that's and even then I, we'll all get all right, it, right. Take it over there love it um james i'm kind of bummed what's up what's up i am bummed because i had to come home from vacation <laughs> my, my man and, brett's been gone for like two weeks he, he had, i know it's weird yeah. i never had two sundays off back to back before yeah and uh it, it was uh, i was ready to come home uh i hated leaving the mountains my kids got attacked by raccoons um, while we were while we were there, they were soaking in the hot tub and the bubbles turned off. And then my son looked over and he was nose to nose with a raccoon and let out a blood curdling scream. I had no idea he could scream that loud and that high. But um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, but we're here. We're getting back into a routine. And man. Being a pastor, November and December, some busy months for us, aren't they? They are. And I jumped in being a pastor here at Pleasant Grove where I'm at, man, right in the thick of it. Man, I got here in October, and October, we've had something almost every single Sunday night. We don't have Sunday night service. We don't have Wednesday night service, so we're just having Sunday morning right now. Um, we've had something going on almost every single week, every single weekend. We're planning Christmas parties. We're planning fellowships. Uh, John is coming in. Uh, the 21st uh, in North Carolina. And so me and him are going to get to hang out that Friday and Saturday. He's he's going to come to my church on that Sunday, um, the last Sunday of, of the month. So, man, we are, we are wide open, busy as can be. Um, December, Christmas plays, candlelight services. Oh, man, programs and Carolyn. And, you know, I even thought about maybe – Man, maybe we need to cancel some stuff. I don't want to work uh, work people too hard, and people are like, "No, don't cancel stuff. We like doing stuff." So, <laughs> but they like staying busy. So I'm like, "Okay." So one time of the year, doing it. It's the one time of the year where they we've got to have a Christmas play. Like maybe not this year. Nope, we're gonna have it. So, <laughs> you know, if the, we give the people what they want, right? That's right. That's right. But uh, we could use, this is an interesting tidbit and we can use this to segue into our subject for today. James, I am new to the SBC. Yeah. And, uh, you, I got to go to the national conference with you in, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And you were kind of pointing out who everybody was. And one of the people that you pointed out to me was Al Moeller. Had no idea who he was. And uh, you were able to uh, point him out and introduce him to me. Uh, maybe you can introduce him to our audience for those who maybe don't know who he is, um, because that has a lot to do with our subject moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Al Moeller, good friend of mine. Me and him, nah. we, we hang out often, uh, you know, yeah. we're just... We're first name basis. Oh Al, yeah, shoot him a text every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we gotta stay close. Uh no, but all jokes aside, Al is the the Southern Seminary president, uh, which is the flagship seminary for the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and he is the president. Al Moeller led the conservative resurgence uh back in the eighties when 
um, the infallibility of the scripture was going on and churches were pulling away from the the inerrancy of scripture. And Al Mohler and some other men in that time, this was 30 something years ago, 40 years ago, um, the there was a liberal drift going on in the SBC. And when that was going on, Al Mohler and some other men stood up and said, no, we have got to stand on the inerrancy of scripture. And so Al Mohler led this way and stood up and made, put their stake in the ground. And it's to the knowledge that I've heard, uh, again, new in the convention, uh, it's the only um, convention to ever turn from the liberal drift and actually become successful again. Um, they they exiled, they had the new statement of faith, the Baptist 2000 that came out to clear out the, the inerrancy of scripture and um, really did some amazing things. Well, fast forward, Al Mohler has a show called The Briefing. Um, I got turned on to it about six or seven years ago. I'm a, I'm, I like politics. I like listening to those things. I like keeping up with the news. I, I think there is a, a thing that we need to know what the culture is doing. Um, not to preach the culture, but to know where the culture is leading. Um, you know, Paul stood in the city square and went into Athens where the news was at, where the people mm -hmm. were gathering, and was able to effectively preach and teach Jesus because he knew what was going on. He knew that they were serving idols. He knew mm -hmm. that they were worshiping different gods. And if he would not have known the culture, he would not have been able to say, hey, what is this? to the unknown God over here, he wouldn't have known that. He right. wouldn't have been able to use that as a platform to say, hey, I've got, I know the unknown God. Can I tell you about him? And because he knew the culture, he was able to affect the culture and he was able to preach the gospel and they were listening to every word he said because he could relate to them. And so- That's, that's a great point. That really is because you, you know, you know, from us growing up, you know, we need to be separated from the world Right. And that means just like separating completely from the culture, from the people's kind of sequestering yourself. You know, when we're commanded to separate from the world, we're not commanded to go be Amish. No. We're not commanded to, to go be Mennonites. Yeah. You know, we're commanded to separate ourselves from the sin of the right. world. But the Bible still says that we have to be all things to all men, that by all means we may save some so that means we still have to know the culture yeah. okay uh while at the same time distancing ourselves from the sin of it yeah so Almore does the briefing he's not sponsoring this uh, to my knowledge and this is a fun fact the briefing has no sponsors they've never had a sponsorship and he's i want to say it's always number 1 or number 2 in that world of news and events um on podcasts millions of downloads every month um, people from all walks of life listen. Um, and so he does this just to give update of what's going on. It's 20, 30 minutes every day. And a couple of months ago, he um, made a statement and he said this, and I'm going to quote him verbatim. He says, and I quote, there is no joy in addressing theological error, end quote. And what he was saying by that was it was uh, in the end of September he addressed a man by the name of Andy Stanley. Some of you may have heard of him. And he was addressing the uh, the theological error that he had made back in 2018 when he made the statement, we're unhitching from the Old Testament. And he then he fast forward to 
Uh, he wrote an article called The Train is Leaving the Station. And he said from that point in 2018 until now, uh, they held a conference called the Unconditional Conference. Um, and so he said, this is not a joyful thing for me. I, I don't take pleasure in calling out sin when things are wrong. But as a gospel preaching pastor and teacher and theologian, the Bible commands us to call out sin and to call out error when it's there. Um, and so this is what we're looking at today and next week is the error of what is going on. And I'm not saying that me and Brett know everything and we're going to be perfect. Uh, but what we've looked at over the last couple of weeks as we've been studying this topic, as we've been researching and getting some sound bites, and we're going to play some of those sound bites from Al Mohler and also from um, Andy Stanley's words himself. We're going to play some of those sound bites today. Uh, we want to give you a greater understanding of what they're teaching and how we can guard our flock. I think one of the most important things, uh, Brett, as a pastor, is guarding the flock that God has given us. Um, and this platform that God has given us as well, um, we oftentimes talk about legalism and uh, the IFB movement. But this is just going to show that not all the time are we having to deal with the IFB. There's other areas and other realms that are in error, and we have to uh, take time and address them. And so freedom from unhitching is what we're labeling these next two episodes. And we want to uh, give yourself some time to think about these things. Um, as we begin to move through this. So, Brett, uh, I talked about Al Mohler. Why don't you give our audience just a little bit of, of Andy Stanley? Uh, you, you shared with me sort of what he's, uh, some writings that he's done, and I've got several of his books on my shelf. Oh, me too. Uh, I've got I've got several books. I finished um, one book that Andy Stanley uh, wrote not too long ago. In fact, I, I told my people this um, the last time I preached on Sunday morning before I went on vacation, I said, I structure, because uh, I, uh, you know, I address this a little bit with my people, but I structure my messages after a format that Andy Stanley just kind of pioneered that he wrote in a book several years ago, and that's me, we, God, you, we. Now, that's very familiar to a lot of pastors and preachers, um, but it's an awesome way uh, to write a message. You talk about, you know, you bring yourself into it, and then you talk about, you know, the church as a whole. You go to what the Bible says in the God section. Then you talk, then you address, okay, individual, what do you need to do about what God said? And then at the end, the last we is, okay, if we all do this, this is what it's going to look like. This is what our church should look like if everybody does this and it, it casts a vision uh, for everybody to follow. And it's just an amazing thing. And, and you know, a lot of stuff that Andy has done um, has been as is good. And, and that's an example of that. But a lot of it is is not good. And that's kind of the realm of of, you know, what we want to talk about. So so basically, Andy Stanley had this conference and he called it unconditional. And the gist of this was how parents um, should handle their, their gay kids, their trans kids. These kids come out to their parents. The parents don't, don't, uh, don't know what to do. And um, so he had this conference. And part of that is of the structure of this conference is he actually had 
same-sex couples, like men who are married to other men, speak at this conference. And uh, Al Mohler wrote an article about it. And so then how this is a departure from the gospel. And this is the article, the train is, is leaving the station. So Andy Stanley, in response, preached an entire message um, about that article, which we'll listen to some of those clips. And I have to apologize. We, we have more clips than we're going to show you in the next two weeks because my computer crashed and we don't have all the clips. Uh, but we have a lot of quotes written down. And so then Al Mohler, in response, uh, you know, put an episode of the briefing about the sermon that Andy Stanley uh, responded to him in. And, and we're going to link in the show notes, if you want to want to hear it in its entirety, we'll link the Al Mohler episode in October, September, when he addressed this, as well as the October 1st sermon that um, Andy Stanley preached this entitled, I Love My Church. We'll put all those in the show notes. So if you have the desire to go and listen to those in, in its entirety, they're there. Uh, we don't want to think we're taking things out of context. Uh, we're trying to give you a full picture and a full overview of that. And so just so you know, if, if you're trying to figure out where it's at, we'll, we'll put that in there for you as well. Amen. You know, I think we should start out with uh, listening to that first clip of the briefing uh, where Al Mohler kind of introduces this topic to us. But next, with a sense of seriousness, but also with a sense of urgency, I need to shift to discuss recent developments related to Andy Stanley and North Point Community Church there in Metro Atlanta. Just a few days ago on The Briefing and in an article I published at World Opinions, I discussed grave concerns about a conference that was going to be hosted there at North Point Community Church. The conference is known as Unconditional, and it was basically focused on LGBTQ plus issues. It was advertised as a conference particularly for the parents of LGBTQ plus children to understand how to relate to them. But there were grave concerns about this from the beginning, even as there have been concerns about how many of these issues have been addressed by Andy Stanley in years previous. And of course, we're talking about a major pastor of a major church in the United States with vast influence, and that's why it's drawn our attention. We also looked at the fact that having years ago called for unhitching the church from the Old Testament, and frankly, having confused the issue of the sinfulness and normativity of uh, same-sex marriage and uh, LGBTQ plus relationships in previous messages, deeper theological issues that are involved there too. This particular conference was to feature not just one, but two men who were identified as being in same-sex marriages and some others who were clearly understood as making an argument for the full recognition and normalization of LGBTQ plus behaviors and relationships in the Christian church. So I raised that issue and pointed out that a departure on this is a departure from biblical Christianity. That's the urgency. So, you know, as you can hear, um, that's kind of what, what our episode is going to be about the next couple of weeks. And so we're going to cover all this. We're going to cover the conference. We're going to cover uh, the same-sex marriage issue uh, in the church. Um, I, I did want to address one thing before we kind of get into the meat of what this episode of the briefing is really about. And I want to address this issue of Andy unhitching himself uh, from the Old Testament. 
Mm -hmm. um, this was kind of new when I heard about this, uh, that I can't believe someone would actually suggest this, but I kind of wanted to just mention it. Uh, you know, Al kind of mentioned it in passing, but I want to focus in on a little on it a little bit because I think it's so important. Um, I, I have such a problem with this, uh, with, with this thing. Now we're going to get into the other stuff, but Andy Stanley brought this up about five years ago. And I actually listened to the message that he preached on this. And it sounds like he's saying that the Old Testament is so confusing and so offensive and so unlike the gospel and unlike the New Testament that it chases away new converts, that the myths and the stories about the Jewish law confuses the Gentiles. And it's almost like, James, that Andy doesn't believe that the Bible speaks in a univocal voice, that it doesn't speak with, that God didn't write it from beginning to end, and that it all speaks with a univocal voice. Now, I expect that from a critical scholar like Dan McClellan, but I don't expect that from a pastor yeah. of a New Testament church. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, <clears throat> when he makes the statement, and we're going to play the clip here in a minute, the creation myth, I've often wondered, and I would love to have a conversation with Andy Stanley about that, because is he saying that other people are saying it's a creation myth, or is he saying it's a creation myth? Because right. he almost sounds like he's saying it's a creation myth in his statement, like he believes it's a creation myth. That's That's the problem that... Because he is such an eloquent speaker, and he does know how to use words well, sometimes what he says can be confusing, and I would like to address that and just say, okay, what does he believe? Why is he saying this? Uh, but to say that unhitching from the Old Testament, because the Old, Old Testament is offensive, it's offensive to unhitch what Jesus quoted. It's offensive to unhitch what Paul and Peter and the first century apostles quoted and said that that's what they have to run to is the scripture. They didn't have the New Testament at that time. When they said they're running to the scripture, they're running to the Old Testament because mm -hmm. that's what their foundation was. And so the New Testament's foundation is the Old Testament. And if you don't have a foundation, the Bible says very clearly that that building is going to fall very quickly because you've removed its foundation. If you threw out the Old Testament and all the times the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament, we'd have a pretty thin canon. We would, yeah. Um, let's play those two clips from uh, Andy Stanley about this subject. Yeah, right before I play that, I do want to quote Andy Stanley in one statement that he made in his sermon. Um, or I don't know. Yes, it was in his sermon. I'm sorry. In his sermon on October 1st, because this right here is the reason why we are addressing this issue. And this is what he said. He said, if you... I'm sorry, and I quote again, if your theology gets in the way of ministry, like if there's somebody you can't minister to because of your theology, you have the wrong theology, and I end quote. And I want you to really meditate on that because this, he's he's basically saying if, I'm, I'm not basically saying, I'm just going to quote it again because maybe you didn't hear it. If your theology gets in the way of ministry, like if there's somebody you can't minister to because of your theology, 
you have the wrong theology. And I understand what he's saying there. He's saying if you can't go and minister to a homeless person on the street, then you got the wrong theology. If you can't go and minister to a homosexual person, then you've got the wrong theology. Yes, I agree with that. Because the gospel has no end. It has no barriers. But the context of what he's saying this is if we can't accept the sin of what these people are bringing in, then our theology is wrong. And so we'll play these two clips. Uh, the first one is going to be on uh, the unhitching side of it. And then we'll talk about that for a minute. And then we'll, we'll jump into the conference uh, one in a minute. Because many have lost faith. Many have lost faith because of something about the Bible or in the Bible, the Old Testament in particular. Once they could no longer accept all the historicity of the Old Testament, once they couldn't go along with all the miracles, once somebody poked a hole in the Genesis creation you know, myth, once all that went away, suddenly their house of cards faith came tumbling down because they were taught it's all true, it's all God's word, and if you find one part that's not true, uh-oh, the whole thing comes tumbling down, not Christianity. So there you hear it again, you heard it in the context, when someone pokes a hole in the so-called creation myth. Right. You mm -hmm. still say like he, he says that in a way of, is it a myth? Is it true? Is it not? You know, all of a sudden the house of cards comes tumbling down when a Bart Ehrman or someone like that can pull away the flood or can pull away the creation uh, that is there. And they can say, well, it didn't really happen like that. He makes this statement. The house of cards will come falling down. It's like he doesn't want to stand behind it at all. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, let's let's hear that other clip. Okay. Now I know, you know it's a little disturbing for some of us, and I know it for many of you this is this is liberating. As one close friend of mine said, who's in her sixties, she said, "I finally understand." And it's disturbing, perhaps, for people like me, like you, who received our first Bibles <laughs> with no instructions. But I tell you who it's liberating for. It's liberating for men and women who are drawn to the simple message that God loves you so much, he sent his son to pave the way to a relationship with you. It's appealing and it's liberating for people who need and understand grace, who need and understand forgiveness. And it's liberating for people who find it virtually impossible to embrace, to embrace the dynamic, the, the worldview and the value system depicted in the story of ancient Israel. And Peter, who was on both sides, James, who was on both sides, the apostle Paul, oh my gosh, he was killing Christians before he became one. These men are right at the epicenter. They were on both sides of the equation. Here's what they say to you and to me as a Christian. Peter, James, Paul elected to unhitch the Christian faith from their Jewish scriptures. And my friends, we must as well. And I'll tell you why. It's actually the same reason they did. Because we must not make it difficult for those Gentiles who are turning to God. They didn't, we shouldn't either. The faith of the next generation may depend on our willingness and our ability to get this right. The faith of your neighbor may depend on it. And who knows? Someday your faith may depend on it as well. You better watch out, James. You, if you go, if you read the Old Testament, your faith might be in trouble. That's I, 
I think what you said before we played those clips about the theology, about if your theology doesn't fit within somebody else and you've got the wrong theology. And to me, that sounds like, you know, you have to conform your theology in order to minister to people. You have to make it appetizing. You have to put sugar on it. You've got to cover it up. And you can't just be honest with somebody. God forbid we tell somebody, we have to tell people all about God's love. We can't at all tell them about God's wrath. Yeah. But all of that together is the gospel. Um, he said something there in one of those clips. He said he received his, you know, people that, and, and he received his first Bible with no, with no instructions. Like somebody can't just be given a Bible and say, here, read it. Uh, they have to, we got to have a class and we got to tell you about all these different covenants that's in it. And we got to explain all this stuff. And we got to tell you about the purpose of the law of Moses. And we have to go through all this stuff or else you won't be able to understand it. Yeah. Um, isn't that what the Holy Spirit's for? I want to push back just a hair. Andy Stanley was born and raised in Charles Stanley's church. Exactly. You mean to tell me that Charles Stanley didn't teach and train and give instruction on how to live your life? Right. Like I Charles mean, Stanley said, here's the Bible. Just go. Go, go figure it out. No. <laughs> uh, oh, man, it kills me because I'm like, man, I, I, to be raised in Charles Stanley's church and to say you didn't have the instruction? Uh, it just it blows my mind. Go ahead. I mean, he's, he's saying that the Old Testament is so alien to the gospel. Yeah. That the Old Testament is so alien to the New Testament that the Old Testament turns people away from Christ. Now, listen, when I've gotten to the point now, whenever I, you know, when we all come from the IFB, we lead people to the Lord with the Romans road. But I've gotten to the point now when I share the gospel with somebody, I go back to the beginning. Yeah. I go back to creation and I talk about God's perfect standard, got how God gave us a perfect world. Right. And we're the ones that messed that up. And in order to teach that, you've got to go back to Genesis. You have to go back to the beginning. Yeah. You know, the Old Testament law is fulfilled in Christ. We don't believe that it's thrown away. We don't believe that, you know, we can just wash our hands of the Old Testament and, and to unhitch from the Old Testament scripture is to throw away the gospel. Yeah. And to claim that the writers of the New Testament threw away the Old Testament scripture, it's just a blatant lie. Right. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, Paul quotes from it. Peter quotes from it, you know, out of the, did you know, out of the 400 verses in Revelation, there are 800 references to the Old Testament. You yeah. wouldn't have a book of Revelation. And, you know, there, there are, there, there are references everywhere. So, you know, how are you going to understand the book of Hebrews if you don't have the Old Testament? Yeah. Um. What did what did Jesus say to the disciples on the road to Emmaus? He said, search the scriptures, for they speak of me. Right. You know, when Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness, uh, which, by the way, is a parallel to the story of the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
those two stories go together. Eve was tempted by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, right? In, in the same way that Jesus was tempted. And where the first Adam failed, the second Adam succeeded. So, you know, just in that story right there, um, you need the Old Testament to make that connection. But when Jesus is, you know, tempted by the devil, how does he defend himself? He says, it is written. Yeah. There's yep. this, there's this movement and, and, and you can, I'm on a roll and if you need to say something, please no, stop. You're good. you're good. But there's of this movement um, that to divorce the old Testament from the rest of the Bible. Um, but just like you said, the old Testament is the foundation of the new, you know, without understanding the old covenant, you'll never understand the new covenant. You know, and Andy also says that when we go to the Old Testament and we pick and choose what we want from the Old Testament and bring it into the new, he says that that's that's confusing. But the thing is, James, that that practice is never okay. Right. That's actually called eisegesis. Mm -hmm. When you go and pick and choose what you like and leave what you don't like, that's not a correct hermeneutic. To begin with, you shouldn't do that. You know, the, the and listen, the New Testament, you know, people say, okay, we need to drop the Old Testament because of the wrath. And people that say there's more wrath in the Old Testament than the New Testament have never read the book of Revelation. Right. But listen, and, and that brings me to my next point that the New Testament is in some cases stronger than the Old Testament. Jesus says, if you hate your brother, you've murdered him. If you've lusted, you've committed adultery. That's stronger language than the Old Testament. No, a gospel that's all love and no wrath and no sin. And, and you never tell anybody about why we're fallen and why we're in the condition that we're in is not the gospel at all. And listen, I'll say this one more thing and I'll throw it back over to you. If we give up the Old Testament, man, think about all we have to give up. We have to give up Isaiah 53. Yeah. We have to give up Psalm 23. We have to give up Proverbs 31. We got to give up all the poetry and, and, and the law and the prophets. James, we have to give up fulfilled prophecy. You know how rare it is to have a book yeah. that has proven fulfilled prophecy? No one can tell the future except for God. Fulfilled prophecy is proof to us that God has spoken to man. Every shadow, every type of Christ. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I went into a doctor's office before. And they used to have those little highlight magazines mm -hmm. when I would go to the dentist as a kid. And every once in a while, you'd find a highlight magazine with a Where's Waldo puzzle in it. You had to go through and try to find Where's Waldo? Well, when, when Jesus was on the road to Emmaus with his disciples, he said, search the scriptures where mm -hmm. they speak of me. I think he may have said that to his Pharisees, but he's, you know, he, he expound, Jesus still expounded on the scriptures and said, I am in the Old Testament. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're, we're to look at the Old Testament and play where's Waldo with Jesus. And we see Jesus commands us to go through the Old Testament, sift through the Old Testament and, and pick out and see where he is 
in every page, in every verse, in every chapter of the Jewish scriptures. And the unhitch from it is just a really, really stupid thing. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Well, I think as as we open up today, as we look through that, I think that's the most... That's why back in 2018, when Al Mohler began and said, this is a slippery slope. If we begin to remove ourselves from the Old Testament and remove the Old Testament from where we're at, then all of a sudden we're going to begin to see more and more things happen in the church and happen where we're at because we've removed the Old Testament. And I think that fast forwarding from 2018 to what happened just a couple of weeks ago uh, there in Georgia with this conference that we're going to talk about next week on our next episode um, is the result of what happens when you remove yourself from what scripture is saying and you remove scripture from your church. Um, and so I, I think that's a good stopping point for today. Uh, we've, we've, we've laid a good foundation and I think next week let's jump in and talk through what the unconditional conference was about and their definition of marriage and what is missing from that conference. Cause there, I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of good things that were, that, that, that was, that uh, came out of some of these things at Andy Stanley's church. There were some um, things that he said that I agree with. Fantastic stuff. Some great support groups, some great things that are, that are helpful, that are going to help in ministry. But there were also a lot of bad things. And I think that we need to address those as well. And uh, we'll look at those in, in our next week's episode. So any other closing thoughts, Brett? Uh, no, I'm just excited about this subject. And I look forward to talking about this stuff next week. Let's do it. We'll talk to you later. And until next time, to God, not the pastor, be the glory. Found my new name, found that good grace, found that healing, and the tears fell down my face when I found my beginning that has no ending. Found that second chance. Thanks for listening to the For Freedom Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, do us a favor by liking, subscribing, or sharing our podcast on whichever podcast platform you use. Be sure to join us next time for the For Freedom Podcast.